So part of what we do here really is allowing the greater freedom of expression in a way because we don't, really, we don't want to make anything wrong. And to really get the greater freedom of the soul that we want to do here, part of that we'll see a reflection out here in the world. So that's part of the humor, the playfulness, and all that we share here. Just as Jesus said, become like little children in order to really move into the heart of God or the, become into the, move into the, what is it, the kingdom of God? See, I'm mm-hmm. no good with Bible quotes. It's a lot better just to talk from my own experience. And that's what Jim and I do here is we really share from our own experience and we'll, we'll use other examples because a lot of us have had some type of uh, background or training or education through different religions, different spiritual pathways, different psychic, different whatever, even atheist background, doesn't matter what it is. Because one thing's for sure, in every single one of us, there is a living essence and it is that living essence that we share about here in Interlight Ministries, about everything we do is geared towards coming into the greater knowing and understanding what that is inside of ourselves. And that's why also the main practice we teach here is an action of meditation, or what is another way of saying meditation, but to go within. It's simply a technique or a way by which we can begin to focus our attention into that divine essence of who we are. And a wonderful thing happens when we start to do that. Well, a lot of wonderful things happen. One, we really start to know who we are in that truest sense. And the other wonderful thing about it, I like to call it the fringe benefits, is that as we begin to really know that greater truth of who we are, then these other aspects of our lives, I say aspects because we all have these things in our physical lives, our emotional lives, our mental lives, that all those other aspects start to come into a greater alignment or expression or a reflection of that greater essence of who we are. But most of the time we feel lost and we're exploring, we're wandering, so to speak, through the mind, the emotions, and the physical experiences, trying to discover who we are. Who am I really? You know that catchphrase out there, be yourself. Well, who the hell am I? And that's the journey. It's a very different journey. Because in this journey, you can't look into the world. You can't look to your thoughts. You can't look to your feelings. Because that's not who we really are. What gives all of that life? What gives it life? What is that very quality? What is that very beingness that we even call life? Of course, we'll use the other phrases such as loving or spirit or God or soul, consciousness, divinity, doesn't matter what you call it. It's still the same thing. And that's important to realize so we don't get hung up on terminology here or a lingo or language that we can let that go and realize the language, the words, all they do is help to give us an idea or a direction so that we can begin to move in that direction to begin to really get in touch with that divine essence, that beingness of life itself. That's all we need to do. The wonderful thing is, as you do that, well, you don't even have to wake up and know the truth of it. Just in your pursuit, your seeking of that. In that, these doors start to open. And through that action of those doors opening, there's this flow. You know, go with the flow. Or we often call it the river of loving. Somebody's already sleeping. (laughs) 
Wow, that was fast. <laughs> we're getting we're getting really good. <laughs> All right, they let go. They are in their essence. Wish <laughs> could get out of the body that fast. That's right. We laugh about that here because this goes on here, and it's okay if you close your eyes, you get tired. Go with it. It doesn't matter here because a lot of the times as we really let go of that physical focus, the body tends to fall asleep because we are moving beyond it back into a deeper part of our consciousness. It's also called soul transcendence where we're beginning to transcend the body, the imagination, the emotions, the mind, the unconscious, the subconscious, and into the soul, into that essence of who we are. And even beyond that, into that greater oneness that's often called God, or just the pure essence of beingness. We often call it light and sound, or the ocean of loving. A lot of different references given to it over history. There's great value in reading different works by true spiritual teachers. And they all say the same thing, but they give the expression of the time and the day and the culture in which they're addressing. So there'll be differences in the expression but they always come back to the same core essence, the same focus, and always about that journey within. So meditation is simply going within, the journey within. But then I always like to say, within what? Into what? Well, it's both a journey into the spirit of who we are, or that essence, but it's also a journey through. And you can't avoid that. That's where a lot of times we experience struggle or challenge as we're journeying, journeying through this world, journeying through our emotions, journeying through our belief systems and thought processes, and journeying through all these unconscious, habitual things that just seem to run no matter what we do. It's a journey through all that. We don't want to stop that. We don't want to avoid that. If anything, you want to just go for it so you get through it. The key thing here is, what's your goal? What's your intention? What's your focus, your purpose? What is it you truly desire? There's freedom of choice here. And you get what you focus on. You get what you choose. No matter what it is, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual. And that we all choose all the time, even unconsciously, there's a part of us that is making choices that we don't even realize, that we're not aware of or awake to. And so what we're doing in meditation is beginning to wake up and become aware of what really is going on inside of ourselves. There is this journey of discovery that we come to know ourselves and all these expressions that we give. Notice I said the expressions that we give. So when I say words like we or I, or you, who do you think I'm really referencing? That divine essence. We, that divine essence, are the ones that give the expression to the emotions, to the thoughts, to the physical body. This body does not move without that essence of life of who we are. The same is true for the emotions in the mind. Without that essence of life in them, there's no movement. So that's important to realize here. Spirit is movement. Life is movement. Loving is movement. There's action. There's creativity. 
There's a demonstration of that essence. But to become aware of the essence itself, we have to go beyond the expression. And that's often where the challenge is because the expression is often down and out. It's like going down river and the river is going to carry you. Well, a lot of us think you go with the flow, then the river is carrying us downstream right back out into the world. And we went, well, that didn't work going with the flow. Well, I know. Don't salmon swim upstream to lay their eggs? And what comes out of eggs? New life. Well, that's what the soul does. The soul is that creative action of God and expression. And so those things we give birth to or those things we lay eggs, those are the creations that we are active doing, whether they're thoughts, whether they're feelings, whether they're physical experiences. And so there is a part of the soul and his creativity is learning how that works and what that is, but not to get caught up in that and make that your focus because then it's easy now to get distracted, we sometimes say, in our expression. Eventually, we have to swim upstream and go beyond the expression and into that essence from which all the expression flows out of. And that's the key here. We often say, don't stop, keep going. That's a lot of this journey, is you just keep going. No matter how bad it ever seems it gets, no matter how good it ever seems it gets, you keep on going. And another wonderful thing is, you can't stop it anyway. You cannot stop going. You're going to go downhill, you're going to go uphill, you're going to have the plateaus and the plains you cross, but you keep on going. Even when you've tried to stop, have you really been able to really stop for very long? No, because what happens? A natural disaster, a man-made disaster. Isn't it funny? It's often disasters that move us along. Oh, decision by default. I didn't want to do anything, but I was forced to. It was beyond my control. As an act of God or a force of nature, it moved me. Well, there you go. Movement again. Whether you like it or not, whether you want to or not, there's movement taking place. So that essence of life itself is going to move us along, whether we like it or not, whether we enjoy it or not. No matter what, walking forwards, walking backwards, standing on our heads, doesn't matter, doesn't matter. Life is going to move us. And you get what you focus on. So as life is moving you, where are you focusing in that journey? So if you want to make it easier on yourself, if you want to make it maybe more of an enjoyable ride, there's things that you can do in yourself and where you choose to focus and where you really want to go towards that can really give you more of the life experience that you would hope to get. I say hope because we could have the greatest fantasies or the greatest goals and ideas and intentions and purposes they don't always pan out, do they? So what do you do then? What do you do when it doesn't pan out? Maybe I need to give it more time. Well, that sometimes is the case. We hear a lot about patience. To be patient, things do take time. They do take time in this world. And maybe some things just aren't meant to work out. But we have to come to that place of discovering that it wasn't meant to be, wasn't meant to work out. 
We have to come to that place in ourselves. I mean, how many times have we ourselves been told it's not going to work, it's not going to work, and we say, yes, it is, and then eventually we find out it doesn't work and we stop. Or we know somebody else and say, God, why do they keep doing what they're doing? Don't they see? Don't they realize it's not working? When are they going to just give it up? doesn't matter what you tell them, does it? They're still going to do it until the day that they come to that realization within themselves. And that's another big key on this journey, is that each of us has to come to that realization for ourselves, no matter what the it is. We have to come to that realization. Because why? Because it's our journey and nobody else's. Nobody can live our life for us. Nobody can live our journey for us. If it was meant to be that way, they would be us or we would be them. So rather than trying to control situations, why not just find a way to maybe joyfully participate or maybe angrily participate or maybe, well, we're going to do it all. It doesn't matter. You're going to get angry. You're going to be joyful. It's all going to happen. It's part of life. The challenge is when you resist it, when you struggle to make it different than what it is, that's the challenge. What if you could just be okay with the anger and the stress and the disturbance and the upset? What if you could be okay with that? Well, I know when I started doing that, I often find myself laughing. Even in the midst of yelling in an argument or something, there can be the laughter. I've seen it so many times. Many of you have seen it. You can be screaming, you can be crying, and the next moment you're laughing. How can that happen so quick, especially like that? Because that moment we decide to just let go and move into acceptance, boom, it's right there, it's open. When what is open? What did we let go of? So as we let go, something else opened up because whatever that thing is we let go of was in the way before and now it's not. Well, what is that? Oh, man, I'm just psychotic. I'm losing my mind. That's right. Lose your mind. The mind's a terrible thing to waste. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It's a wonderful thing to waste. Because what happens as you do? Well, it's not losing your mind. And believe me, that's a lot of fear people have, is losing their mind. They think they're going to go insane and crazy. It's exactly the opposite of what really happens. What it is, you're letting go of those belief systems, those thought forms. Those have an energy, a consciousness that can be very restrictive, tight, controlling, rigid, and that is what blocks our greater freedom, our greater expression, our greater loving, our acceptance, and the knowing of who we truly are as that living, loving essence of God, the soul. They say it often takes an open heart, an open mind, the opening up. So we're letting go of all these different beliefs and thoughts, all these feelings, all of whatever, the way we view or perceive life, the attitudes we hold, how we approach things. We're letting go of those things. And as we do, our consciousness begins to open up so that we can now begin to receive or to look up and be more aware of that true essence of life itself. And when that happens, 
it starts to change. Automatically, it will start to change because as we let go of those things within ourselves that have held us to a certain way of being, of doing, of believing, of expressing, well, then something else is going to fill that space. That's where we get another choice. What do we want to fill the space with? Do we want to fill it with more garbage? Do we want to fill it with more resistance and struggle? Do we want to fill it with loving, with acceptance, with forgiveness? Do we want to fill it with joy and peace? We get to choose. Even a lot of times it doesn't seem like we get to choose. There's a part of us that is choosing. And what part is that that is making the choices? Are we just a victim of life? Or is it really we, that divine essence, that soul, that spirit, that is making the choices, but maybe at this level, in the physical world, in the mind here, we're simply not aware of it. What is truly going on spiritually with our soul making the choices? We think we have so much control. That's what the mind and the ego wants to believe. And at times it seems like that is what's happening. But sooner or later, we're going to realize we don't have control because there's going to be something that comes forward in our lives. We're going to have an experience that is going to demonstrate to us we don't. And that sometimes, and quite often, especially if it's the first time or if it's a really big life experience, will shake us, often to the core. And it can seem horrible, horrific, drastic, traumatic. We think it's so terrible because we don't understand. But yet maybe, maybe, it's the best thing that could have ever happened to us because that type of trauma or drama that shakes us to the core, maybe is shaking us enough for that stuff to let go so that we can begin to know, recognize or realize that greater essence, that greater depth, often called our center, our core, our spirit. <coughs> the wonderful thing is, life is leading us there all the time. It's just that at some point in our journey of moving there, as life brings us there, we are going to begin to pay attention <coughs> and give it more conscious focus where we choose to participate, where we choose to take action and really know who we are. To know that living essence. And that's where we'll find ourselves. Going to churches, going to different spiritual pathways or yogas or psychic or whatever. We'll often go and explore all over trying to find meaning. Trying to find understanding. Something to answer whatever that thing is inside of us. Sometimes we can't even put words on it, but there's something inside of us that we are aware of that longs, that aches, that wants something that we know the world can't give us. And it often is painful. It's been taught in the East that that pain is necessary, that that pain is a wonderful blessing that pain is known 
as, as the longing or the yearning of the soul for God. And when that starts to awaken inside of us, baby, you won't be able to shut it down. And you won't want to because then it gets more painful if you try to resist it and avoid it. You try to get back into the world. You guys seen the Matrix movie, that first one? If you saw that movie at all, remember the one guy that woke up to the Matrix and then he wanted to go back in and have his memory wiped out and erased? And the struggle, and it didn't turn out well, did it? (laughs) No, because once you start waking up and that longing begins to stir within, that is God calling the soul home. And the easiest, the best, Whatever you want to call it, thing to do is just to begin to move with it, to begin to answer it, to begin to seek, to find what that is, to discover. Because guess what? That is the very thing that God has placed inside of us to begin us on our conscious journey of really waking up. And it is that stirring of that longing that moves us now to begin to turn around from the world and begin to look for that greater truth, that origin, that place from which we've all come. Notice I'm trying to even share words to describe an action rather than make it sound like a religion. You're aware of even the way I'm sharing words here? Because that's what we want to do. Because this is not a religion. This is life itself we're talking about here. We're just coming to an understanding, a knowing of what that is and how it works and how we can participate to really get the greater fulfillment. Because isn't that what we're after is fulfillment? Even if it's something in the world, if it's something we want physically, why do we want that? And then we get it, how it makes us feel, Sometimes we're satisfied, we're happy. The longing of wanting that thing goes away and we find ourselves at peace. At least for a few minutes, a few hours, maybe a few days if you're lucky. And then what is it? You get depressed afterwards because now that you got it, it's done. The pursuit's done. The goal's over. I've achieved it. Now what? Now what do I do? Well, it happens. But it answered something. And that's good to realize because each time we have those moments, it is fulfilling some part of our soul's journey. And each of those fulfillments is completing the greater journey that each of us is on, no matter what it is, the littlest things and the biggest things. Each of those is a fulfillment. That's why in here we share about fulfillment of the soul. We don't share about in here clearing your karma, getting rid of things, avoiding life, overcoming evil and bad. I think a lot of us already know approaching life that way, how that works, that it creates more pain and struggle. It's a lot harder to avoid things than just to love and accept them the way they are. That's why we talk about that LAUGH acronym, Loving, Accepting, Forgiving, L-A-F. LAUGH. I like that one. Easy to remember. And who doesn't like a good laugh anyway? 
to everything, but everything is bringing us along this journey of awakening already. But at some point, you're going to find, if you haven't already, that there is going to be this greater longing, this greater depth. And that's good because without that, we're not going to be interested in what we're doing here in ILM, what we're sharing here. It's just not going to be there because it's not time yet. There's more things to experience in the world. There's other things to do yet because our soul has those things to do to experience life here. But for those of us that have experienced a lot of life here, then something else will begin to move inside of us. And that's when we begin that greater pursuit, the greater pursuit of loving, of God. It's funny because it's such a simple, simple journey. It's a simple action. The real challenge and struggle is just really to letting go of all these things that we've created in our mind, emotions, and body. And so it's the fulfillment of all those creations. That's why it's important to just walk through life and to fulfill those things we've put into motion, to fulfill the goals, fulfill the desires. And some of them maybe aren't necessarily physical fulfillments. Maybe it's just the fulfillment inside of ourselves, mentally or emotionally, where we come to realize, you know what? I don't really want that thing after all. I thought I did, but now I realize I don't. And then you've got to be willing to say, you know what? I'm done. I don't want it anymore. It's okay. I don't have to experience it after all. So I'm not saying you've got to go experience everything. But there are things you are going to experience and it's a lot easier just to go do it than it is to resist and avoid it. So go do it. Well, well, what do I want to do? What's my life purpose? What do I really want? Good question. Eventually you're going to discover really all you want is God. That's really all you want. All you want is loving. All you want is to be fulfilled in that loving because everything else at some point in our lives, we're going to find out we'll fall short of that. Nothing measures up. But you've got to find that for yourself. What I share, what Jim shares here, we share out of our own experience. It's not some nice fantasy belief system or something we say you have to do. That's not at all. We just try to share here from our own experience, knowing that at some point you'll find through your own experience a similarity a commonality. And in hearing that, you begin to recognize it and then you begin to claim it and find that greater fulfillment for yourself. We know we can't do it for you, but we can assist, support, give some understanding so that you can really discover for yourself. Do it for yourself. Come to your own personal awareness and awakening. And that's what we're here to do. That's why we have these gatherings. That's why we share what we share. So often we begin these meetings with a 20 to 30 minute meditation. But I thought today it was just present to share a little bit before doing that. So what I'd like to do now is actually move towards doing a meditation here. I'm going to take a few minutes to describe the action of meditation that we're going to do. 
And then I'm going to go ahead and lead us into the meditation and you can just follow along with my words. And then at a point, I'll become quiet and then we'll meditate in the quiet for a little while. And then at the end of the meditation, I'll go ahead and start talking again to bring us out of the meditation. And then uh, we'll have Jim share here as well. So just a few minutes here. For those of you who aren't familiar with what we do here in Interlight Ministries, as far as the meditation technique we teach, it is simply one of awakening to that divine, living, loving essence as I was sharing earlier. That's what we're doing here. There's nothing mystical, magical in any of this. If anything, we like to demystify things so that there's real understanding and clarity and practicality so that we really know. Because what happens when we have a greater understanding or knowing? Well, I have found that often I'll trust things more. I'll relax more. I won't have an apprehension of fear of the unknown. And so that's why we like to describe things or explain things to help answer that part of our consciousness that may be a little apprehensive so we can just really what? Relax and let go. To really open up, to have our own experience, to have more awareness of that divine essence within ourselves. So that's what we're doing in meditation, is simply letting go of all the physical, imagination, emotional, mental processes, and really focusing into that spirit of life, into that divine essence of who we are. So I'm putting that out there as an intention, a direction, a goal, a focus, It's up to you to choose it for yourself. That's just what we share here. So make the choice if you want to. And in that, also we do have a simple physical focus. And that is we focus our attention to this place we call the seat of the soul or the spiritualized center. Some people have called it the crown chakra or the sixth chakra here, the brow chakra. Third eye, those are all more metaphysical terms. We're focused on the spirit, though, beyond the metaphysical. But it is this region of the head where it's above the eyebrows, more in the center and the top of the head, or even slightly above the head. It's just a physical reference point in which we focus because this is the place in which the soul, that divine living essence of who we are, moves into the physical consciousness and leaves this physical consciousness. So... Really what we're doing is we want to focus on that loving essence, that soul of who we are. But this is simply the physical reference point in which to gather our attention so that we can begin to become more aware and focus into the spirit of who we are. Okay, so it's just a point of focus. And the more focus we have, the greater the opportunity to really wake up and know that divine essence. So we're going to focus our attention there Some of you already are. And then as we move into that, we're going to, at one point, chant the word or the sound or the name Hugh. It's something we use. Many of you are familiar with the Om. It's been well taught in a lot of yoga systems. Well, we we use the name Hugh. It's a sacred name of God. Just as in the word human, it's fun if you haven't looked at that, the history of that, but Basically, Hugh is God, man, God, and man. So that divine essence of who we are in this 
vehicle, the mind, the emotions, the body of what we may call man. So right there, even in our everyday language, is that name, that essence. So as we use that name, the hue, as a focal point, as well as focusing at the top of the head here, in that name is a frequency, an essence, a vibration, that as we begin to repeat it, whether out loud or in our consciousness, it begins to stir that essence of spirit awake within us. So we often call it chanting or singing or just simply saying, repeating. And it is in the repetition that that frequency begins to build within us, often referred to as the power of the name, which is the more we do it, the more we build it. So there's a greater power. But what's that power? But loving. The true essence of life, as I was saying before. So as we move into meditation with that focus up there at the top of the head, we're going to be chanting or singing or saying that hue silently when we move into the silence. But at one point as I'm leading us into the meditation, I'm going to ask us to chant the hue out loud. We'll just do it three times, short and sweet, but just enough so you get to begin to hear and kind of feel even in a physical way that frequency. And then I'll have us go quiet. And then I'm going to ask that you just keep chanting the hue silently within yourself because it really helps hold that focus as well as stir that essence of loving awake inside. The other thing to be aware of as you're holding that focus and chanting that name inside is to also observe, to look inside. We're going to do this with eyes closed. So when I say look, I'm not talking about physically looking, spiritually looking, what we call the spiritual eye, the eye of the soul, that place that is really that spiritual essence of knowing inside of us. So observing from there is both looking, it's listening, it's feeling, it's experiencing, even smelling and tasting. It's just knowing, it's awareness. It can show up in so many different ways. But some of the more common ways that it shows up is often just a feeling or sensation on the top of our head. You might feel a little pressure or tingling up here. If you do have that, just relax and know you're beginning to become aware. You're aware of that divine essence moving in your consciousness. At other times, you may actually see a purple light that it looks like you can't tell sometimes if it's coming or going or moving side to side or around in your periphery here or field of vision, internally that is. Sometimes a blue or gold or white light. You may see other colors as well, but those colors I'm talking about specifically here have more of a higher frequency of loving to them that wakes us up to more of the divine truth of who we are, rather one of the other expressions through the mind, the emotions, or the body. Also, you may hear an inner sound. We often call this a path of sound and light because they're, just like we have all these sounds we hear in the world, well, there's inner sounds. It's often called the voice of God where we literally can hear a voice. It's often referred to as the wind of spirit. It can literally sound like a wind. You may hear it as different musical instruments, sounds of nature, bells or chimes, even angels singing. There's so many different sounds. Some of the 
wonderful music we have even in the world here is just a reflection of the greater music or sound within. So as you move into meditation, observe, listen, watch, feel, just relax and allow yourself to be open to whatever experience comes forward. And if nothing happens, it's just dark and nothing's going on, just be open to that. In other words, just be. Be in acceptance. Be open. Just allow whatever's present. As you do that, you'll find you'll move into greater awareness and experience with that loving essence. If you find yourself getting distracted or thinking or fantasizing or caught up in some outer sounds, physically you'll hear things going on, just redirect your attention back to the seat of the soul, that spiritualized center, and begin chanting the hue again. Or For those of you who've been initiated, you're welcome to chant that sacred name. 